What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain anahata ananda has been an individual that has helped my life as much as anyone that I've ever known. Uh, I met her out in Sedona. You know, her language is different than mine. Her style is different than mine. Her belief system is a bit different than mine, but her medicine is real. And that really comes through in her passion and her ability to uh, kind of diagnose and look at an issue, look at a problem and help come up with solutions. She's a master practitioner at what she calls shamanic breath work. Um, which is utilizing the breath to reach a, a psychedelic state and relieve trauma and move move different energies that might be inside. And she's also a, a master at guided meditation and all sorts of tools. So I look forward, if this is your first time hearing from her, introducing her to you, and um, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Good to have you back in town. Oh, so good to be back in, in the beautiful light city of Austin. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit earlier and... This seems to be a time where universally a lot of people are dealing with a lot of shit. And maybe that's all. Maybe it's always the case. Maybe like <laughs> no, everybody says, no, now's the time where we're dealing with a lot of stuff. Just because the world always has a lot of stuff that people are dealing with. Yeah. But it seems like particularly at this time, I mean, from different kind of political pressures, things that are going on, it seems like the, the world has kind of ramped up the resistance meter yeah. just a little bit. And it's in the macro and it's in the micro. I mean, even I myself, I can feel it. And I think a lot of times it's easy to focus on trying to fix these external things, but really the most powerful practice you can do is to start working internally yeah. to make sure that everything inside is able to withstand and grow from the load that you're bearing on the outside. So have you seen that in your kind of practice? That oh, must be what you're doing day in and day out. It's yeah, just working with you're spot on. I, I get to see how amplified things are because I see hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of clients every year. And so I get to see how things are changing and shifting and what's up for people. And it's hotter than ever. So it's not something you're imagining <laughs> at all. Right. Like it's, it's, um, it's fiery out there right now. And as it's kind of like being in a vice, anything that isn't in alignment, anything that isn't true, anything that isn't you is being amplified by a hundred thousand times where you used to be able to kind of get away with stuff that isn't an alignment you could kind of lie to yourself you could kind of sedate and ignore time's up with that now yeah so uh, if you have a if you have a slight bone fracture and you're in a zero gravity flotation tank you might feel fine yeah but yeah. if you got a if you're in a squat rack and you got, <laughs> you got that bar loaded with 225 and you're yeah. you know then all of a sudden those hairline fractures are going to start screaming at right. you and that's what people are going through. What I'm seeing is that 
people are diseases are amplifying a lot quicker and a lot younger so we're seeing a lot more um disease dis-ease you know we're seeing a lot more intense um, medical conditions and relationships breakups intense things and um people that are just no longer content with mediocre jobs and a mediocre life like they're just nauseous mm-hmm. <laughs> with um with their life just it, it isn't true it isn't aligned then people are, are motivated now more than ever the masses are waking up which is exciting and it's also uncomfortable as hell yeah. <laughs> it's really like <laughs> you know ouch and this hurts and it's uncomfortable and so this is where getting right in your center like you were saying is is so important right now and it's it's really not optional you got to have deep deep roots and keep your center really you know intact so that you can maneuver these kind of uh tormenting seas right now yeah so let's get let's get down to it because a lot of people you know will at the end of the show we'll give some options if people want to actually come see you but for the majority of people listening you know this is going to be self-work this is going to be work that they're going to be doing on your own so what are some of the things that that you recommend to help people find their center get grounded expel those things that are no longer serving them i mean i know that's uh, also a big part of your work many of the things that i learned from you are these practices that i talk about you talk about but but let's dive into that okay so um right now i think one of the themes that i'm i'm really working with a lot with my clients and with myself and, and we're talking a lot about this is is grounding in stability before you can really step into your power and start offering and expanding um, and reaching out into the world to, to bring your magic, um, you got to be supported first. So any instability, kind of like you're saying a fracture, um, any instability needs to be tidied and tended, tended to first. And we tend to overlook that because there's such a desire to move so quickly. Mm-hmm. And that tendency to rush is like, trying to heal a broken bone and it just doesn't and then you keep having that problem over and over again so where do you find how do you find where your instabilities are okay so if we look at the root you know chakra this is about how is my health Mm -hmm. how are my finances where is my community what are my practices that keep me grounded and solid and safe and supported and so that's going to look like tending to your physical body. Mm-hmm. Like what's going on? Are there pains? Is there um, dis-ease in, in your health? Is there some health problems that you've been ignoring for many years? And so we're going to look first at you know, taking care of the physical body. So what are you eating? Are you resting? Um, what substances are you taking in your body that are leaving you less whole? Mm-hmm. So whether that's sugar or alcohol or you know, all kinds of different things that maybe have just kind of snuck in there that are no longer medicines. Because you can overdo coffee, you can overdo wine, you can overdo pot, you can overdo Mm, Sounds like a party. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there's a difference between a party and something something that's become a poison. And there, you know, so really taking an honest look at, is anything that I'm doing ungrounding me right now, causing me more toxicity, more heaviness, that it's, it's um, not supporting me. 
But it's interesting, though, when working with that, because you find that there's a, oftentimes a psychological link that's mm -hmm. driving people to that. And so while they may be aware, yeah, I really should stop eating sugar. Yeah, I really should right. stop overeating or stop drinking. The psychological cause is what needs to be remedied right. for there. So at that point, you know, at the point that you're kind of doing this diagnostic, you kind of identify what that is, but then work to kind of cure it later. So it's just about initially about just awareness. Awareness. Right? Because then we want to look at, hey, what are the patterns? Where am I sabotaging myself? And this is, this is when you talk about doing the work and the self-discovery, this is it. I, I got to be radically honest with where I'm lying to myself. Mm -hmm. And that's the first, that's the first step is being aware, wow, I'm, I'm not stable and this thing has become out of balance. Whether it's spending too much, playing too much, whether it's sedating too much, whether it is, um, you know, on the electronics and on Netflix all night, you know, like mm -hmm. there's all kinds of things that are destabilizing. So first we're gonna bring awareness to it. So that's kind of like in the root chakra. Yeah. Where do I feel, where do I not feel supported? And so also for people that are having family traumas and, and um, maybe are, are feeling disconnected from their community. Maybe they've recently moved or maybe they've had some trauma in their family dynamics and they don't really feel safe and supported. Then we want to look at the emotional healing and clearing of those issues because right. they're going to keep sabotaging your magic and your greatness. If there's a core wound with father or there's um, an instability with where your living environment is or you're not feeling supported financially, all of those things are in essence, roots that are not really grounded and it's going to tip you over. So you, you bring awareness to those things that are yep. those forces, but you may not always be able to cure the actual circumstances. You know, you're not, right. not going to immediately be able to change your community or repair issues, you know, externally with your family. So you have to start doing the internal work. And that's right. where you're saying clearing that emotional trauma. So is that the next step for you to try and really go in there and start to work with some of that trauma surrounding right. those those incidents. That's why that's why the healing practice. That's why I run the healing practice in Sedona is because um, the deeper work kind of happens. Um, I like to go really deep one on one with people to mm -hmm. kind of look at. All right, what is the trauma? What is the um, emotional wound? And now instead of the root, now we're we're looking at what sits above that, and that's the emotional body. That's mm -hmm. the second chakra. That's our emotions, that's our inner child, that's where we've been wounded, that's where emotions have been squashed and um, not allowed to express in a safe way. And so this is where um, giving yourself permission, if you feel sad, if you feel angry, instead of to squash that, to look at it and feel it. So this is where a lot of people start getting scared because this is the real work of looking at where is my emotional body shut down or where am I afraid to um, really dive into those core wounds that I feel unwanted, I feel rejected, I feel alone, I feel unworthy. And instead, most, most, of, the, most of the sedation that is happening, that is so creating imbalances, <laughs> is like, oh, well, let me just you know, ignore that, let me just sedate that. And it just, that's where the unhealthy practice is, that's where, sure. that's where people get into addiction behaviors that is, just uh, actually an avoidance experience. And so this is where it gets uncomfortable. And it's also where the magic happens because looking at those core wounds and those core issues and unlocking those 
and letting your inner child um, feel safe again. And this is rebuilding that foundation so that you feel stronger. So how does someone do that? I mean, <clears throat> I've sat with you on the table yeah. and you've helped me, you've helped me through some of this and I've done some of it with the plants and I've yeah. done some of it on my own, but how does the, you know, how does the average person, you know, without your assistance and yeah. without the assistance of, you know, the plants or anything right. else. Uh, and we'll talk about breath work in another, yeah. another opportunity because yeah. that's, another For great sure. method that was our last podcast we're going to do another podcast about that specifically so there are tools but as far as just looking in and peering in what are some of the right. the tools in the basket for everybody to start you know the self-healing right. on those emotional traumas um i think it's it's first to be to be really delicate and gentle with yourself and a lot of times through trauma uh it's it's counterintuitive because most people just kind of force and ignore and override that. And so I think um, starting a compassionate gentleness with self is really important on the journey because we fall, we forget, we are uncertain, we're afraid. And so the cultivating radical honesty so mm -hmm. that you can kind of really be able to um, bring awareness to those places where you've been avoiding so that's number one the second is can i be gentle and compassionate with myself as i grow and heal because um, wounds take time to heal mm -hmm. you know and it's not a quick you know uh, a, a quick fix just as you and i have been on this journey together for years and each of us is still working through like insecurities doubts and fears coming up in new ways as we get bigger and bolder and so a lot of people feel like gosh am i done yet and the impatience of like god shit, i'm still working with this thing and i think a part of really being devoted to this practice over the long haul is cultivating a sense of patience and compassion um, so that as you learn something and you get better at it that you celebrate those victories and as you fall back into an old pattern you're really kind and gentle with yourself because all of us learned how to walk by falling yeah you know and you learn from that and you get back up so one of the practices that i like to do is is really just sitting in daily practice in meditation and, and you know we talked about introspection being really a valuable tool um, and stepping away from all of the other activities, uh, stepping away from everyday life and chaos. So this is where your personal practices come in. And it's what, if we look at it through the shamanic lens, it's what the trees do in the wintertime when they hibernate. They're not lazy. They're not um, unconscious. They're not weak. They're intelligent. They're using their resources more wisely. They're saying, let me let go of everything else and let me go inward. And a lot of people don't do this. There's social programming that says if you're reclusing to go inward, that there must be something wrong with you. And this is one of the most val valuable tools because this is where we get to rest. This is where we get to recenter. This is where we get to feel. And this is where a tree in the winter gets to intuit, where do I need to rebuild something that maybe got 
injured in this season? Where do I need to replenish something? And this is where you also get to connect with something greater than yourself. And that's one of my favorite and most powerful tools is that introspection because I can self-diagnose a lot more when I'm away from everybody else and I'm quiet and I'm listening as to where to direct my energy next. Yeah, to try and track anything when you're sitting atop a turbulent ocean of emotions <laughs> and thoughts, and you know, you really have no chance. Yeah. And I think finding the stillness in whatever way you do that, whether it's nature, meditation, right. you know, yoga, all of these different practices that, that are available, finding the stillness to get to that level of introspection. And then, you know, it's interesting, you, you, you talk about the gentleness, and I think that's really important, the forgiveness always, you know, the understanding that we're always going to to make a mistake we're always going to do this but then also there's an aspect of the gentleness that's there's almost this kind of tough self-love yeah. where, you, where you don't allow yourself to sit in the pity and sit in the victim role you know right. what i mean like where you say it's not a coddling gentleness that's saying it's okay that you're that you're thinking of yourself as a victim forever and that's right. part of your story right. like right. it's okay that you're retreating and playing small you know that's not gentleness that gentleness is you're completely forgiven for everything yeah. you've done. But then there's also the warrior element of, and now rise <laughs> up into your power. And that's another great element of what you offer is right. that kind of combination of, you know, the softness with yourself, be gentle, like forgive yourself for everything that's happened. But now rise up, step into your power. You know, this is what you're here to do. So um, absolutely is, is that combination, the alchemy of the elements. And mm -hmm. so I like to look at it through, uh, through the lens of a medicine wheel um, where the four elements become in balance or the four seasons become in balance. And the west, the fall, the water element, that is the emotional aspect of it. That's where, wow, sometimes I might need to shed a tear. Some, you know, maybe I need to grieve that something has come to closure I need to let go of something and to let it move is to let it move to st stay in it is to drown yeah. you know the the fall season is just one season the trees are saying hey you know let's let go of that relationship let's let go of that old way of being let's let go of that habit or that addiction let's close that chapter there is value to letting go but it's just one season then we move into the north where we go into the winter and we go into introspection and rejuvenation before we go into the fire and take take, mm -hmm. take action mm -hmm. let's weed the garden first in the west and in the fall and the emotions let, let let's let that shit out you know yeah. let's let those leaves go then we go into the north of the wheel that is like now let me replenish. Now let me get still so that I can receive inspiration and replenishment before I go take action. Mm -hmm. And so that's the meditation place. That's the connect with spirit. That is the let me get insight. Let me gain strength and courage. It's kind of where we amend the soil. You know, that's where the winter and the trees in hibernation are building their roots so that they're gaining their energy and and getting insight from spirit about which direction to go next. So we're not just taking our fiery action into the same thing that we did before because we might need to move in a new direction and to be inspired or in spirit 
to be in that north is where we connect with our divine presence and with the quantum field to gain energy and and guidance and replenishment so that then we move into that action fiery place where we're rested we've got all our doubts and fears out of the way we've got divine inspiration now we're primed to act in ways in which spirits got your back and you're clear and i really love to guide people through that process and invite you to do the same to really let go like get it out yeah so that it's not you know a weed in your garden going forward that's going to inhibit your total expansion and your success when you go to move forward and uh that way your fire because what you're talking about is that empowerment and i'm all about it i'm all about it being clear and authentic and in a way in which is in harmony with the direction that your soul is meant to move and that's where that connecting in the north first to say you know wait who am i at a soul level because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now if you weren't ready to be a bigger better version of yourself and that means you're going to have to shed and let go of some things that aren't you and that means that there's probably another aspect of your soul essence that has yet been untapped and that's where the introspection comes in it's like wait who am i really where am i really going what is my next move and then we go into the east the fire like let's do this let's take action let's birth you know what is your magic what is your power what is your gift that has not yet been fully expressed into this world and that's where the courage that's where the fire that's where the warrior comes in that says yes i can and i will and without weeding the garden that little voice of doubt keeps coming in or the i don't know i can do it fear is overridden if we don't go into that place where we sit with spirit and keep drawing upon the faith element cuz you're going to be in new territory here sure yeah i mean i think having that clear mission that mission that's beyond doubt you know mm -hmm. that is no longer dubious of who you are what your medicine is where you're destined to go that's the thing that's going to keep you on the path because exactly. resistance is a bitch. I mean, it's going, it is going to attack you every which way from within, from without. It's going to wind little thoughts and creepers of doubt and creepers of stress and all of these things that are going to try and push you back. Right. But ultimately, those are the things that hone your sword, hone right. the sword of your spirit that exactly. make you strong enough to be able to hold this next platform that you're ascending to. Right. You know, I mean, Stephen Pressfield talks about resistance as that force that is always there when you're going from a lower place to a higher place, going from any beginning place to an end, you know, <laughs> further down the road. And and it, it really is always there. It's this ever it's just part of the agreement of being in this, you know, realm of duality, this realm of where we live, this dimension, you know, resistance is there. And and gratefully so, you know, yeah. it's like who wants to play a video game where there's no monsters yeah, to fight? You know, like, who, there's no next level. Yeah, how do you, how do you talk, tell stories of, you know, knights of valor without dragons to slay? You know, there is, it's, it's part of what makes this thing fun. Yeah. You know, it's that, that opposition, that resistance that makes it there. And I think that was one of the key ways that you reframed some of my trauma. You know, I had some family, I had a great family, but everybody, sure, even when y'all yeah. have a great family, there's some stuff there. There's some shit. And, and you were able to reframe my own shit as 
we'll see what it see what the response that you had to make was see how that made you stronger right. see how that caused you to rise up in a certain way see how this gave you this inherent superpower you know and by simply reframing that then you go from being in this victim role like oh man i can't believe all this stuff happened to me i had such a tough go it's like oh no wait i had all of this resistance that allowed me to react and respond and become stronger because of it and it's that old you know stoic twist on on this and really recognize and then you can have appreciation and not only appreciation for what happened but appreciation for the person who did it even if they did it unconsciously you know because they provided you a service and then at that point it just changes the whole thing because oh, all, all, all of the anger <laughs> just starts to dissolve everything because because you realize like oh wait a minute i'm grateful I'm grateful for that person that said these things about me. I'm grateful for that person that tried to keep me small because inside it made me strong. And now that I'm going to be able to use that fuel to get myself big. This is, this is the epic. This is the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. This is totally the hero's journey. And reframing is so powerful. And that's kind of what happens in, you know, when we get in the West, when we let go in the fall, when we let go of that anger and emotion about it, now we can get into in that North, in the winter where we get into the introspection and we kind of look at it from the eagle eye. Now we get to see the bigger picture that says, wow, that happened for me instead mm -hmm. of to me. And the way I like to look at that is to see that my soul needs a classroom to learn and grow in. And whether I had, you know, a father that was overbearing or a mother that left when I was a child or um, a bully experience or addictions or whatever, whatever your story has been, it is your classroom to awaken. It is your, what your soul has chosen by far times a hundred, no more bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly what you have needed to learn and grow. It is the classroom that your soul has chosen so that you can become more masterful at what you came here to do. Yeah, think about every martial arts movie where you have the person with the long beard who's, <laughs> teaching, the, who's teaching the apprentice and they usually have a stick and it, again, whack, yeah. again, whack. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the universe. Yeah. That's, that's what we're here for. Again, whack. You're yeah. like, oh, I forgot. Again, yeah. whack. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's the way, it's, it's the way that we grow. That's, that's, that's exactly the vision. You know, one of my um, biggest teachers ha I had for many years put on the pedestal of being my arch nemesis, like my <laughs> biggest villain that I just wish would literally die. Like, could you be out of my life, please? Pray to God, like take his life now sooner than later okay <laughs> and you know just being totally transparent and honest with the fact that my life would be a lot better if you were just dead okay <laughs> and so i want to i want to share that um that part of us that just wants life to be easier sure you know and i get that i totally get that and so i i, I share that story with you and and you have felt the same thing i'm sure with many of your most greatest um you know quote villains in your life and mm -hmm. and i it took me years to figure out wow if i want to awaken into love if i want to be my most radiant self if i want to allow my spirituality to come forward and my compassionate heart to be resilient and lead in my life i need people and experiences that show me my achilles heel
And that's the difference when you cross that threshold from being the villain, the victim, and being disempowered to say, I want to improve. I'm ready to grow. That is when you switch to saying, I'm ready to look at my bullshit. I'm ready to look at my blind spot. I'm ready to look at my Achilles heel. And that's where the student starts to accelerate because then everything in your life you start to see as happening for you rather than to you. And that's where the quantum growth starts happening. Mm -hmm. Because instead of she did this and he didn't that and I can never and they won't let me, it's like, nope, listen to that disempowering languaging and it took me years to figure out that that villain was actually so diligent <laughs> so um persistent so masterful at showing me my achilles heel over and over and over again it's exactly that image that you um showed and i finally realized there he is with this bamboo stick and I'm like, I'm so ready to get you this time. And I'm like, ready to go after you. And I've been practicing on my own and I'm getting better. And I'm, you know, maybe improving my sparring with some others. And I'm ready for the master. And I don't even see that he's got the bamboo stick like under his robe hiding. I'm so in my ego, ready to take him down that he just does this snap move to distract me and then out from the robe comes yeah. this bamboo stick that just clips my heel and I'm on my back in a half second just like <coughs> <laughs> and there he is just standing over me you know twirling his, his beard and I'm just like oh and when you step into the place where you're like I'm ready to be better then you welcome those things and look out because here they come. You know, when, when you want to improve and you want to grow and you want to heal and you will want to awaken, it starts happening. And you know this when you said, all right, bring it on, universe. Yeah. <laughs> then the teachers, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, the, uh, you know, family members start serving it up to you at Thanksgiving your best friend who you thought had your back like stabs you in the back and you're just like wow there's so many opportunities for me to practice being in my center and that quote villain by far times a hundred teachers gurus books I've read teachers I've gone to has taught me more about Stepping into my power, stepping into my grace, being more authentic than anyone else times, uh, by far times a hundred. Yeah. That's really a, you know, it's a really important lesson, I think, because that, that reframe changes, changes everything. everything. And I think another key element, you know, one of the things that makes it hard for people to look at their shit and to look and to actually make the step to growth is the harshness of the judge, of our yeah. own internal self-judge that wants to... Um, keep these excuses in the field, keep these things and these justifications why you didn't have any choice, why you were helpless in this situation, because the contrary would be this harsh judge saying, well, you should have done it anyways, you know, and you're, you're worthless. You I mean, you should have overcome this anyway. So, you, so it's almost like you're building this constant defense to this harsh internal judge by saying, but judge, I had no choice. I was compelled. I, it wasn't my fault that everybody else was privileged. It was, I, I couldn't, I didn't have it, you know, and, and, the, and then that's like your defense to your own internal judge. But it's all nonsense. All you have to, what you have to work on is, 
eradicating the harsh punishment of that right. judge and change that judge to the positive coach. You know, instead of like the bad coach to that positive coach, it's like, yeah, it's all right. We're all human. We all fuck up. No one's perfect. <laughs> you know, like you're all good. Whatever's happened is all good. And you got it. And then and become that encouraging voice that, right. that you know, let's go champ. Like, here we go. Like, you got this. It's all good. Hey, you failed again. No worries. Yeah, like, keep going, you know, and switching that, that idea of perfection. And that's really, I think, the core of self-love is that, that forgiveness of everything that's happened in the past. The ability to look at yourself and realize you're always going to be imperfect and to not judge yourself according to those standards. And when you can get to that point, then, then that's when it starts to become really easy yeah. to start moving. That's when the ground opens up in front of you it's it's um it's powerful that self-talk and um especially because it's been habit and it's been reinforced switching off of that is not as easy as it sounds it's like hey you know just be positive just believe in yourself and it's just like yeah but i i keep going back to these old patterns and um when a neuro network like that has been reinforced, let's say from childhood, you're not enough or you're not good enough, you know, you're, you could be better or um, you're not lovable. And those, those thoughts get reinforced by experience and by external judgments and then your own internal critic, it becomes habit. And we start to see ourselves that way. And so making the switch, first of all, like, like we started off with, is awareness of like, wow, what's, what is my inner dialogue? What am I feeling? Is this really true? So that we can start to be looking at some of those programs that are false, that aren't even yours, that don't fit you any longer. And start looking at, wow, those programs are unconsciously guiding my behaviors and my choices. And so that awareness is gonna be first and foremost. The compassion that says, wow, I still keep falling into that, yes, okay, be gentle with yourself. But then you're gonna have to start reprogramming. And this is where the fire comes in. Mm -hmm. You've gotta battle with that. You've gotta bring your dragon out and say, that inner dialogue that is abusive, that I'm unworthy, that I can't do it, that bullshit story, I cannot feed it any longer because whatever you feed is going to grow, whatever you give attention to is going to expand. And so nobody else can switch that up but you and your awareness of what am I feeding right now. So that is going to be one of those tools that um, I'm going to highly recommend is just getting hyper diligent with stalking, tracking your own inner dialogue. And what am I believing right now that is making this choice? From where am I making this choice? This action, this reaction. Um, and then we step into this place that says, what new program can I put in there? I am worthy, I am lovable, I can, whatever is the opposite of that. So as we weed the garden, we have to be so fiery and passionate and diligent about rebuilding neuro networks and stories where we are the where we are the victor and see it happening and use your inner vision to um, see the success already manifesting and feed it daily with your excitement because otherwise we can just have the intention but change doesn't happen we have to build new beliefs and new programs in there and it's gonna take some time because the old ones might have been in there for decades. We're gonna to have to 
every day be feeding the I can, the yes, the my next version of me includes this reality. And when you look at, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza in his yeah. book, uh, You Are the Placebo, talks yep. about this. And he actually talks about it from like a neurochemical standpoint. Yep. You know, these receptor sites for those negative emotions and those negative chemicals that get released when you call yourself, oh, I'm worthless, I'm lazy piece of shit, I'll never follow. That triggers this, these, this emotion of this cocktail of neurotransmitters right. that is soaked up greedily by the, by the addictive processes yep. in our brain, right? And it's going to take a while to reprogram those neural networks, those receptor sites to receive the positive chemicals of let's go, buddy, you got this. Like, right. it's all good. No worries. You know, like, let's let's keep going. Keep on the path. That's going to be going like it's like switching the tide of a stream, you know, and, and the body's slow. The body's the mind can be fast. We can make that decision of the mind, but the body's more like a tree. It has to bend slowly to the light. You know, it's not going to move immediately to get out of the way of the shade and find the sunlight. Like it's going to take a little time and it's going to feel weird because you're going to find yourself reaching and almost craving for those, those dark, the dark self-talk and the dark moments. You'll find yourself craving for that like an addict because our brains are, I mean, you are addicted to the neurochemicals within your body as well as the ones that you put in from outside your body. So, you know, it's like realizing that, okay, I'm addicted to this negative self-talk right now and it's going to take a little while to reprogram that so it's going to be like swimming upstream and that's where you you find your ethos you know that kind of that backbone that warrior spirit to say this is going to be swimming upstream for a couple weeks or maybe a month or however long it is you know i think dispenza talks about it taking a couple weeks to start to switch some of those over to upregulate the receptor sites for the positive uh, chemicals and it's going to be heavy sledding but then you make it through and then all of a sudden the momentum starts to switch right. and then you become addicted to the positive feelings and then you have this snowball effect of momentum that can carry you and propel you even faster right you know through transformation then the positive gets reinforced yep. so here's a cool trick about that and um because a lot of those old programs like you said are fed with emotional intensity because the the initial trauma years ago where where you felt felt intense emotion created a really strong neural network if it's something that just happened then it's like a dirt path and it gets overgrown in the brain but if it's something that happened that was you know intense emotion and it got reinforced and repeated then the little dirt pathway turns into an eight lane highway and those eight lane highways where we're feeding, we're talking about every day and we wanna get people to validate our story and get on board with our drama, we're sourcing their energy and we get all riled up again, then we're actually firing on that freeway over and over and over again. And when we're feeding on that over and over and over again, those habits and thoughts become unconscious. You don't even realize that you're doing it any longer. And that's the scary part. And so that's why I started with awareness. I was like, it's time to become aware of those Mm -hmm. unconscious patterns. And the great news is you're going to have people, experiences, family showing you your unconscious behavior. So watch the tendency to go into blame. They did this, that they did that, because that's where you can follow the trail back to where you have an unconscious neuro network and belief repeating over and over again. So here's what's exciting. 
And this is where, this is where I, I've felt a lot of personal results in. And I know if you're doing, you know, Joe's work, then you're also finding momentum in those neural networks as we start to pay attention to them. That's the start. But then we have to, with that elevated emotion, we're going to rebuild the new receptor sites and a new neural network that is going to rebuild a body and start attracting to us that version of ourself that we're saying yes to mm -hmm. faster so that that way it doesn't take a couple years to do this. The more you can sit in a practice of envisioning with a heightened state of emotion. Emotion is the key. It's the key because then it's it the builds translator it, to the body. It builds it a lot faster when the heart and the brain are in resonance. Then the, the, the actual brain cells in the heart are triggering the brain to say, hey, emergency. The heart is feeling something really intense. So if you take that time, like I was saying, you said, well, what are the practices that are going to help you stabilize and center? Taking that time in the north of introspection to breathe and begin to visualize, okay, what am I saying yes to? Who am I at a core level? And let your heart get excited about it. Smell it. What does it smell like? What does it sound like? Do you hear laughter? What are you seeing? And whether it's you walking on a beach and you're feeling the spray of the ocean, whether it's a passionate romance that you're in this rapturous love, whether it's hearing the laughter of your children or the success of your business, give yourself permission to let your heart get totally amped up and excited about it. Feel emotion to the point where you're crying with ecstatic joy. And then what happens is the neuro networks start to abandon those old eight lane highways because you can only have so many neuro networks running at a time. And the ones that ha are having your emotion attached to them and your excitement and your passion and that are getting fed daily start building really fast. And where do you think they have to go to get the building blocks? Those old neural networks. So this is what's really exciting. It'll start to dismantle the old beliefs and open new receptor sites so that you are building uh, an eight lane highway that is about your empowerment, that is about your joy, that is about your radiance. And um, I'm finding that that's what I call quantum meditation, where when you're in that heightened state of emotion about it, then you start to reach into the quantum field and attract to you the people, the resources, the finances, the support, the opportunities that help it move really fast. And yep. that, that, that gets me really excited because then we're talking about change happening a lot faster. What do you say to the people who just find it so hard to even get there just pretending, like getting in that quantum state, yep. you know, of imagination and envisioning, which also Dispenza talks about. You're talking, I mean, it's every kind of core teaching talks about that being absolutely the key yeah. to making it real, whether it's a visualization that I'm leading a fighter through, yep. you know, feeling the victory in their bones, feeling what it feels like when they connect on that yeah. combination or sink that shot or, you know, tickle the back of the net with the puck, like feeling that. Right. But and it's easier for athletes in that experience because they've experienced it. But for someone who hasn't experienced that much hard, open ex joy and exuberance and passion for life in so long. Yeah. 
You know, how do you get them to even get to that state? Right. You know, just just to taste it, imagine in their imagination. How can you get them to that point? Well, you know, desperate times are called for desperate <laughs> measures. <laughs> you know, so you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if what you've been doing is working. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, you know, I know <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, so it's it's time to be like, okay you wouldn't be asking for different tools. That's why sure. it's good to have a coach that says, and you're, you know, with your athletes, most of the training doesn't happen in the ring. It's in the mind and it's priming the body physically and emotionally to be strong and quick and flexible and adaptive and to have a sharp, quick mind to anticipate things happening, you know, like with your fighters or with your professional athletes. The th same thing goes with whatever else in your life you're wanting to attract. Whether it's about romance, whether it's about being a, a successful entrepreneur, whether it is about being a better parent or a best-selling author, fine-tuning your instrument is part of it. It is part of it and it is a game changer. And a lot of people don't know this and that's why we're talking about it is because everyday people aren't uh, you know, this is not, this is in the professional athlete's realm. It is in um, very successful business people know this trick. And now it's time for the masses to know it. And um, so I just invite people to try it. Mm -hmm. And I guide them through it. You mm -hmm. know, like get in this state where you can smell it, you can feel it. And we're starting to build the neural networks and think, that's our do, roots. You, you know, we gotta build people, that first. Do you think some people feel like they don't deserve to feel that? Is that what's holding them back? You know, cause I've worked with people where it's just hard for them to even, they won't even let themselves feel it. And I'm wondering, and sometimes it feels like maybe they feel like they don't deserve to change. Right. You know, is that, is that really what you see as one of the main things holding people back? Cause there's, that's I think the turning point. Once you can get there, then you can repeat that, repeat right. that, repeat that. But it's that first step of actually getting there and feeling it, feeling that thing. You know, and, and this is where, because uh, I have clients that are totally ready and are talking about being ready. Yeah. And this is where I get to really respect that people are where they are. And the people that are ready are going to go for it and they're going to try some new things. And then the people that are not are still cultivating they're, um, they're still incubating. And so they're not at the place of pain yet where they're motivated to get outside of their comfort zone. And that's okay. That's cool. You, you might have to experience more headaches, more hangovers, more hangups that in yeah. order to be like, all right, I will do it. And this is about, this is about hitting rock bottom sometimes. And some people are saying they're ready and you know it's kind of like a new year's resolution okay i'm gonna quit smoking you know i'm gonna lose weight and they're still cultivating their courage and their readiness to actually do it or they'll get a little farther and then they'll backslide and they'll get a little farther in their backslide and all of that is part of it and so to not beat yourself up but also witness the habit of of playing small over and over and over again mm -hmm. and say you know am i really ready because sometimes I'm just not, and I need more time. I need, need more discomfort. I need more motivation. I need more pain. And it has its value. You know, like somebody trying to sober up and someone throws them in rehab and they're not ready yet. And they're really not ready to change yet. 
So they're like in rehab again, the seventh time, and they're wondering why is it not sticking? Because they're actually at a soul level, not ready yet. Yeah, and so I guess that's a, that's a great way to look at it because if you're in that position, you know, you can really make a decision because the power of choice is always available, right? We do have that, that choice to, that, to mentally override yeah. these forces and just apply your will and your intent in such a way that you make that the bottom. At any point, any of us can make where we are the bottom, mm -hmm. you know? And I think for everybody listening, we have that choice now to say, all right, do I need more pain? Do <laughs> I really, option. do I really need more pain? <laughs> is fault. that, is that, is that what it's going to take here? It might. You know? <laughs> or can I say, look, the pain's been enough. I've had enough. It's time now. Now's the bottom. Now, now, now is the bottom. Let's go. And that's you up know? to you. That's personal choice. And, and to just be like, is, have I had enough yet? Because that is what is the fire that is like, I will do anything. I will try anything. And that motivation from within is really valuable. And I've, I've, I've done that try to, you know, lead a donkey to water kind of thing. Hey, you got to wake up and cheerlead somebody into their readiness. And it's, it's, it's kind of a forceful thing if they're actually really not quite ready yet. And... Um, not applying judgment, guilt, or shame to that. Just be like, I'm here. It's possible. When you're ready, I'm right here. Yeah. And, and planting the seeds and also recognizing that each seed has its own potential and its own timeline. And some blossom really quickly, uh, you know, like a fern in, in the tropics. It, it, can, it can go really fast. And other things might take years and years to build a strong foundation. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like the horse that's way in the back just kicks it in and wins the race at the last minute from way behind. People can, when they're ready, catalyze change very quickly. And so I've come to respect that cultivation because everybody works it a little differently. Yeah. I learned that lesson the hard way with psychedelics, <laughs> right? Because I, I experienced amazing, massive transformational change. And of course, when you experience that, you become something of an evangelist, right? You want the people close <laughs> so to you box. like, I had such an amazing experience with this. You got to come. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so scared. And you're like, don't be scared. It's amazing. Come on. And you drag people in with you through there. And when they're not ready, it just sets the, it sets the whole timetable back, yeah. you know, and, and it's mm -hmm. not helpful right. at all. And so I had to, you know, learn pretty early on, like, that's never something you want to drag someone into. That has to be a step that they take 100% of their own volition. Right. And then it's the same, you know, whether it's the plants or whether it's rehab or whether it's yoga, yoga whatever. whatever it is, people have to be willing to move on their own volition. But that doesn't mean that you yourself can't decide that because if you right. decide it, it's yours, you right. own it, you know? So we all have that internal power to change ourselves but we don't have that power to change somebody else. We mm -hmm. can just provide, you know, the opportunity and that kind of open hand that's always there. Like, hey, I got you. I yeah. got you whenever you're ready, but I'm not going to go grab your hand and drag you. You know, you got to meet me here and want to go. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, one of my teachers nailed me on this one time because I did a workshop years ago and, you know, there wasn't that many attendees. I didn't market it very well. And you know, I came back from the workshop kind of pissy and angry and, you know, people need to wake up and people <laughs> need to hear this. And, 
And he sat there very calmly and he said, what an interesting use of your energy to sledgehammer open people that aren't ready yet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, he's like, and he used this, you know, kind of like with a shell that's closed. What an interesting choice of your energy to hammer open a, a closed shell. Yeah. When those people that were there were open and that's the person that's really ready and you pour everything into that person and that seed that is open is then going to sprout very quickly and then blossom and share their seeds with others. And so there was a real um, deepening with respecting people's process and their journey. And that's why I like to offer all kinds of different tools because sometimes it's meditation, sometimes it's yoga, sometimes it's a cleanse, sometimes it's breath work, sometimes it's just holding somebody in their grief. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's planting a seed and then just standing back and, and let the magic happen that knows that it's going to just take time to incubate and that my force and judgment and pushiness can actually push people away. And I've, I've singed a lot of people that way, you know, by being too fiery and not being soft enough to sit, that just says, hey, here's, there's an invitation. Sure. Here's an invitation. And if you're hungry for this, great. If you're not hungry for this, that's okay. And this is also about listening and trusting what is going to be your medicine. You know what? what is really going to leave you more whole? And that's different for everybody at different times. Sometimes it is a plant journey and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is breath work and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is meditation and sometimes you just need a nap, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and part, of this, um, part of this journey, your own soul's journey is, is listening to what, when. And even though everybody might say, hey, this is the best ever and you got to do this, is to also listen to your instincts to say, will this leave me more whole? Is it a medicine or is it a poison right now? Yeah. And constantly listening to the alchemy of what do I need to adjust in that element, in the wheel of the elements, do I need to let go and get the emotions out? Do I need to sit quietly and contemplate? Do I need to get off, off my ass and, and take, take some action? Or I de do I need to celebrate and play? You know, because that's good medicine too. Because a lot of us can be super fiery, go, go, go all the time and, and then not enough play and laughter. And those are all good medicines that leave us more whole. You know, then it's just a matter of listening and intuiting and trusting what do I need today to leave me more whole, to guide me into my own, in my into my power. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Another realization I used to get frustrated with the metaphor of the the wise sage that would stay on top of the mountain and make everybody climb all the way up to get the advice right I was like why don't they come down from the mountain yeah, they got to start talking to people things are going wrong you right? break a sweat yeah like like there's shit happening in the world we need you to come off the mountain we need you to talk to people but it's that same idea like people have you have to take those initial steps yourself you have to walk all of those thousand steps you know, saying like, I am ready to make this thing happen for myself, you know, as you make your way all the way up before those teachings even matter. Yeah. You know, you have to take that initial walk on your own. And, 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 listen to that. and you might have to walk in this direction and then you might pause. Yeah. You might get a bunch of steps all at once that you get this quantum growth and then plateau. 
And you and I have both gone through this where you're, you dive in, you're really hungry to this oh, I book. Would, sometimes I would love a plateau. Sometimes <laughs> it's a, a barreling down the mountain, somersaulting, hitting rocks on everything, landing completely exhausted and broken at the bottom. Like, how did I fall again? I've climbed this mountain a million times and here right. I am broken at the bottom, having forgotten everything. Right. You know and what? But, you know, what's, what's cool about that is since you've been there before, it makes it easier like, I've done this before. I can get back up again. Yeah. When I was in Peru this last time, you know, in deep meditation with this cave and the, the sacred geometry of the Chicana, which is the Andean cross, and it's stairs that go up and it's stairs that go down and stairs that go way down and stairs that go up. And I was sitting with that, like in deep meditation. And what it was showing me is that the journey is like an escalator <laughs> it's not a straight line it's not straight up and it's you're going to be making steps to grow you're going to get some tools and you're going to be on top of the world and then you're going to get to practice it you're going to fall and then you're going to have all of those tools to help you get back up again and then you're going to climb to higher states and then as you go down, you're going to need to find new tools. Again, what, you use, what used to work won't work anymore. And you're going to need to um, sharpen your game and use not just this tool, but this one, that one, and the other thing. And then that's going to help you get back on top again. And I, re you know, I realized, oh, this is what the journey is about. And now all of the tools that you have been collecting over the decades, all of the tools that I have been collecting over the decades, it's not like, oh, I just pull one out here and there. I'm realizing right now with, in with as intense that it is, I have to be using them all every day yeah. and integrating them S because that's what's needed to keep me center now. It's so intense that if I'm not grounding and taking care of my physical body and meditating and also forgiving and moving my emotions and um, sharpening my um, precision like every day, then I'm going to be falling down in the pit every day. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of like this mastery level that says all of these tools that we've been collecting in our medicine bag, we need to start putting together and using them every day. And yeah. then continuing to level up again and again and again. And as, as you step out of older versions of yourself, like yester second, yeah. <laughs> and I do the same, then we get stretched again and we get humbled again because when you're on top, you want to know not to be in the place of judgment because you're going to be on the bottom again. Yep. And you, you know, you and I have both in, been in that place where we've been on the soapbox like, come on everybody, I'm the greatest and you can be great too and um, kind of uh, forgotten the humility uh, sure. tool. And universe the, is good at providing humility <laughs> and the kindness and the compassion and the patience vibe <clears throat> and um and that's where our leadership comes to be co-creative and inspiring know that someone's going to be on the on the top of the heap and someone's going to be at the bottom and it's going to keep we're going to keep in this cycle where we keep changing places where the teacher becomes the student and the student becomes a teacher over and over and over again and this is why we started at the beginning with patience and compassion because this is how we keep growing is 
going through this process again and again, and we get better. The cool thing is we get better at using that tool. What we barely knew how to do before becomes everyday practice, and we just get better at reprogramming, conscious, empowering languaging, centering ourselves, not letting things bother us. We get better at that, and we got to do our victory dance when we can. And um, I... This is just what excites me because life is so fucking juicy. <laughs> you know, it's it just the best video game we could ever create. It is. You know? And it's fun. And if you if you if you have an attitude of like, wow, look at me doing the victim dance again. Look at me dropping into the fear body and I just have a giggle at it rather than let it get me down, then the the, the journey is just a lot more fun, especially when we get to share it with each other and we get to see each other's triumphs over the years and we get to hold a space to support each other and that's why the roots are important because the community your tribe that wants your soul to be victorious is really important sure you know reminds you that you can do it and helps to nourish and support you along the way call you out when you're full of it and um, be compassionate when you need it that that's a part of of being supported in this journey Beautiful. Um, <laughs> we talked about you dropping a, a little guided visualization here okay. at the end. But before we do that, um, let some people know where they can find some of your online courses, find you in person if they want to reach out. Thank you. Um, so I run a shamanjelic healing practice in Sedona and shamanjelichealing.com is where you can find me. And uh, for those of you that really want to take a deep soulful journey and meet me in Sedona, come and do that. I do private retreats and we have group retreats. And one of my favorite weekends is like the Empowerment and Awakening weekend. It's three and a half days. And we just dive into 10 different courses that is kind of like how to be human 101. It's like your starter kit for this process, learning meditation, working with guides, learning how to understand your chakra energy centers in your body. and vibrant nutrition and so that is just one of my favorite signature weekend intensives so check that out and for those of you that can't make it to Sedona or you can't um, you know come out for a private session or a retreat we'll then uh, we'll have on this link online online courses and they're also on the website because a lot of what I offer is now online uh, so that that way you can start now from the comfort of your own home to really start stepping into your power and your grace and i'm going to keep bringing it all kinds of wonderful tools and resources to help you grow and awaken because i want your magic shining in the world i want to receive your gifts i want to feel your light because it's going to inspire me to be a better person and it's going to help the masses and so um in any way i can support you i say yes if you say yes so shamanjelichealing.com, I'm, uh, lots of new things happening. Um, I'm going to continue leveling it up and serving more every year. So Beautiful. Well, you've been a huge ally in my life. So yes. I love likewise. you and appreciate you yeah. deeply. Likewise. Well, let's, uh, you know, for people listening in the car, obviously don't do this while you're driving. <laughs> but uh, for everyone else, you know, save it for later. But uh, if everybody, anybody's ready or come back to this when you are, um, we're going to do one of your specialties, which is a little guided visualization here. Absolutely, okay. So, we're gonna begin with closing your eyes. 
and directing your energy inward into the inner landscape. And your breath, the air element, is the bridge between heaven and earth. So bring it into your body with intention. It is the bridge to the present moment. Your breath as you inhale. And exhale. Inhale and exhale through the heart, your most powerful vortex, your most powerful energy center, that part of you that connects you to all that is. And as you open your heart with each breath, allow in light, peace, and consciousness into your heart space. And exhale out any heaviness, any stress, any worry. And keep doing that. Each inhale expanding wider than the last, opening deeper than the last. And each exhale softening and surrendering. And take a deep inhale into the heart and exhale out of the heart. This next one. Inhale into the heart and exhale out the bottoms of your feet into Mother Earth. Inhale from the bottoms of your feet, from Mother Earth's strength, support into your heart and out your heart. into your heart again and exhale out the crown of your head into the heavens and then receive your inhale from the heavens into your crown and into your heart and out your heart again and now feel that connectedness because you are a bridge between heaven and earth and your human heartbeat in your human body is the bridge that spirit inhabits. And you have a divine covenant, an agreement with your higher self and the universe to bring something powerful here, to make this human experience better, to leave the planet better than you found it, There are pearls and gifts held dormant within you that have yet to be fully manifest. And so feel those seeds in your belly. Some you've already birthed, perhaps. Some are still latent, dormant within you, waiting to be awakened, waiting to be fertilized. breathing and feeling those seeds in your belly. And feeling them take root now as they, the roots move through your legs, 
and down your legs and spread out your toes and through the bottoms of your feet. I want you to feel the roots of these seeds spreading deep into the earth. Reaching into the core of the mother and wrapping around her. See these roots going wide in all directions and deep. and allow each root to breathe in stability where you need it. Breathe in support where you need it. Breathe in and receive strength where you need it. And any part of your seed that needs nourishment, maybe it's inspiration or a training or an infrastructure, whatever your seed needs, guidance, peace, Courage, focus, and maybe your seed needs your body to be different. It may need your body to be clearer. Maybe it's detoxification that happens. Maybe it's stepping away from everything so that you can nourish this seed. Maybe you need devoted time. Maybe there's tools that you don't currently have in your medicine bag that you need to learn. And so feel the seed and what it needs from you to birth it. Time, energy, space, commitment. So spend a moment right now feeling what this seed, what it needs from you. what it needs you to do, how it needs you to be, what it needs you to let go of. Feel it. The innate wisdom of this seed inside you will inform you what it needs. Breathe it in and feel it happening. What it would be like if you had the support the body, the team, the finances, the inspiration, the platform. What would it feel like if you had that support? What could the seed do if it had that nourishment? And so start feeling it happening where this dormant seed starts to sprout up now. It starts to levitate and reach for the heavens. It wants to go out of the soil now. 
it knows that there's something more than it's currently experiencing and it's reaching for the heavens it's reaching for light even though it may not see it it knows it's there there's something in your soul that knows there is more reach for that feel it the warmth of the sun, your potential light consciousness, it's where we levitate, where we defy gravity, where we defy disbelief or fears or doubts. They are no longer able to hold our inspiration dormant in the soil any longer. And allow yourself, your joy, your excitement to reach for the heavens ecstatically no longer burdened by anybody else's judgments or even your own insecurities or doubts. Shedding the naysayers and the doubt coming from anything or anyone and feel your seed awakening, reaching out of the soil and feel the sun on your face the light and the fresh air that's available now that wasn't before. And that feeds you even more. So now little sprouts start coming out and your branches begin to spread out. You want to spread this light. You want to share it, become bigger. And it's already in you, whether it's a book, whether it is a service, whether it is being a better parent, Whatever it is that you are meant to expand, feel it happening. Feel your strength. And with ease and grace, it's just easy. Your branches start spreading and the leaves start opening. And here come flowers on your branches. And that's where you're helping others or something that you're doing is benefiting somebody else. Whether it's being a support or an inspiration or providing education or a product or a service or a gift or support in some way for something to shift, to become better. Some problem that humanity is dealing with at this time, you are here to help solve. You have some tool, some magic, some gift, some fruit you can offer into the collective that will make it better in a way only you can. So feel who will benefit from you offering your flowers, your branches, and your fruit. Who will benefit from you birthing these seeds, you being the most authentic and empowered version of yourself. Who around you benefits? How do they benefit? See them, feel them. What do they say? What do you hear? What do you see when they're receiving your gift? How does it make them feel? How does it change that problem or challenge in the community, whether it's an environmental issue, 
whether it is a new product or service that makes life better here on Earth. Maybe the planet, planet benefits. Maybe children benefit. Feel those people that you are here to help or inspire or make their life easier or make something better or to help ease their pain. Feel their gratitude from you for offering what you came here to offer. For being the best you can be. And how does it feel? How does your heart feel when you give this gift? When you share your magic? How does it make you feel? And just as your heart gets bigger and it gets more exciting, allow your trunk, feel your trunk getting thicker and your branches reaching wider and the tree reaching to the heavens taller like the thousand-year-old sequoia trees, our ancient wisdom keepers, that tall, that old, that wise, that strong. Feel your strength and how many will benefit. And what does it feel like to be that strong tree that is standing in a collective grove of many others like you, where your roots are supporting each other and together we're making this planet better. How does it feel like to evolve the consciousness of humanity? How does it feel to make a difference, to leave this planet better than you found it, to breathe life into others, to nourish them at a soul level, to help guide them in whatever way you are here to do. And all of us have your, our place. Whether you're a janitor or a writer, an accountant or a parent, a teacher, a midwife, an author, whatever it is, whatever your magic, it has its place. Just like everything in the forest is connected and the trees give the oxygen that the plants and animals breathe up and when something dies, it gives life to something else. And the water and the rain of our emotions feed the next beautiful expression of ourselves. Feel it all connected that your magic is here to make a difference and then somebody else's magic will nourish you and feel the gratitude for all of the teachers, for all of the friends and family that have supported you along the way, and feel this vibration of thriving, ecstatic thriving happening in every cell of your being, your roots through your branches, your trunk, and through your crown, that is it an unseen vibration that is affecting the collective powerfully in a way only you can. Yes, smell it, hear it. What does it taste like? What sounds are around you when you're doing it? 
And what is the affirmation that fits this experience that you're feeling right now? What statement, what truth fits this experience, this truth, this yes right now? And repeat it inside to yourself with passion and ecstasy and conviction. I am, I say yes to, this is who I am. I embody this, I shine this. Repeat this truth ecstatically and joyfully inside and let it animate every cell of your being. Let it beat your heart out of your chest. Let it bring emotion into every cell of your being ecstatically, joyfully. Because this is who you are. And so it is. And so it is. <laughs> Thank you, love. That was beautiful. Thank you to everybody. So much love. My pleasure. Go forth and shine. Deep roots, wide wings, and share your magical gifts with uh, those around you. And gratitude to Aubrey and Onnit and the staff here for you stepping up and you bringing your magic in ways that is really, truly impacting so many people. And so... And acknowledging all the gratitude that they have for you stepping into your power. And as you keep doing that, um, more and more the masses are benefiting. So thank you. Thank you for your products, for your sure. gifts, and your wisdom. Thank you. Love it, brother. Love it. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll we're going to do another podcast too. So yeah. keep in tune when this, yeah. it'll come out staggered a little bit after this yeah. one. But we're going to talk about specifically more about breath work too. Yes, so absolutely. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Much love. Love you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please go to iTunes and leave a review if you enjoyed the podcast and go to onnit.com slash Aubrey, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash Aubrey to get the latest tools for human optimization. Thank you. Much love.